Hello and welcome to episode 21 of After the Whistle. We will be now for a while, a one week break, but we are back. We're back, guys. The gang is back and we have football to catch up on. A lot of football to catch up. I mean, luckily for us, football started <laughs> during the break, so we got a chance to actually yeah, watch some football and get some sports in. So yeah. that's definitely a plus. Yeah, definitely. Before we start, what have you guys done over the break? Anything exciting, interesting, or just no podcasting? That's it. Well, I think for me, the main exciting thing was the fact that the league season began. Yeah, it was yeah, a Friday, yeah, it was Saturday. A Friday, it was a full, it was yeah, a full weekend. Full like, there were lots of, and delivered on like so many levels. Like everything, it was everything that you had hoped for. Goals, drama. I mean, the goals came banging yeah. in. The defending was horrible. The cards <laughs> were shown. Was... Yeah, I mean, well, it depends on how you look at it, you know, like in terms of whether defending was horrible, but. Mm, there I was mean, some quality goals scored though. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's all the goals considered. Though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, it was great. It's been a, it was a great weekend. Awesome. So starting this episode, episode 21. One thing that was quite popular is FBL. And I know yeah. all of us on here play the game yeah. as well. So I was just curious. I mean, how's everybody's fantasy team doing so far? I moved far? a little bit uncomfortably when you said FPL because mine is already <laughs> off the rails, <laughs> man. Like, I, I, everyone, everyone, I, I realized it was only until after the first weekend that I realized that, yeah, everybody had Lukaku had and I, I was literally the only one who didn't have Lukaku in his team. Oh, man. But yeah, I paid for that one. Definitely. But you can check one. those stats. Yeah, you can check those I mean, stats. I mean, he's picked by like 50% of. Yeah, but you, you know, again, no, but you try to be too smart. There are strategies. Well, the thing about you. someone being picked by so many people is there's a strategy that says you have to pick that guy, yeah, so that you're not lost when he gets points. Because think about it, he's one of the highest, like, regular point scorers. So yeah. it's best to be on that bad wagon than off it. Yeah. So that when you have a differential, you know that, okay, I got his point. And the extra points I got from here because you're rather going to lose more from not having him than gain from having someone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I was being, <laughs> I, I was trying to be too smart. Yeah, I was trying to be too smart. Yeah, because, yeah, because the thing is that the way last season ended and the streak Kane was on, I was like, nah, when, ne- when next season rolls up, I'm picking Kane. Like, Kane is going well, to be like what Santi. said. Yes, pick but, Kane yeah. as your differential, but you should mm-hmm. kind of, mm-hmm. high ownership players, you kind of yeah, need to yeah, start yeah. with them to something. Yeah, yeah, but, no, but the interesting thing was, Kane was like 20%. Lukaku was around 50 So that yeah. just shows oh that, you know, he's the bandwagon. Yeah. Like, it's best to be on it than yeah. off it. Yeah. Because, they, I mean, their, their rationale is he was on a non-top 16 and he scored, what, 21 non-penalty goals. Was it 20? No, I think he got 25 at the end of the season. I mean, I come on. He had 24. I don't quite remember the stats, but he was He had 24 20s. goals. And he's always top scorer for Everton. Yeah. So the assumption is he's now at a better team with better passes, better midfielders. If he plays, he's going to he's score going to pretty score. highly. So yeah, why not have it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, get, I totally understand where you're coming from. Should have picked Lukaku. Didn't. But, um, yeah. Hopefully we'll see in the upcoming weeks. I mean, today he scored as well, so yeah. I, <laughs> I yeah. mean, the, the game that provide transfers for you to rectify mistakes, so you do have time and chances exactly. to exactly, exactly, to fix your being smart issue. <laughs> um, so moving right into our main topic for this week, uh, transfers. Um, one thing that came up that Donald brought to our attention was that the Premier League teams are going to be voting on whether to extend or actually to shorten the to Premier, sh- yeah, Premier to League. Yeah, to shorten us in terms of like they want to stop 
close the window before the league season starts. And this is them selling players. Everybody else around them is still going to keep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For transfer. me, that's the weird bit. Like everybody else is going to keep working, but the Premier League is going to close off, and um, they say fourteen teams, fourteen Premier League teams would have to agree to this for it to, you know. And yeah, they would need a majority yeah. of two thirds. And the early report was that this was leaning towards. It is most likely yeah, it happening. Yeah, towards about yeah. eighteen teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like the Premier League is just being bad and bougie, man. Like <laughs> they are just trying to. Also, like, they are just trying to be too known in a sense that you know, it's like yeah, they are just trying to be too known. Like you, um, they feel like they the Premier League feels like they are you know the main players. Well. You could say that. Are you being are. serious right now? <laughs> I mean, you no, know, they feel like see this goes. no, they feel like they are the main players. So they are just they. Are, they I, I feel like the Premier League has this way of always trying to be like, yeah, we like we are the most important people on the block, and we you know we want to we want to show we want to show what? it to the world. I mean, I, like, <laughs> I feel like, like the Premier League tries to do that too many times. For example, last season when Pep came to the league, and everybody, every single press conference, they, they would ask. Um, so um, the Premier League is definitely the most difficult league you've played in, right? I mean, based trying on his performance to, and to, all that, yeah. kind of justified it. Yeah, it kind of justified it. But I feel like this is just another way of them like seeking, like trying to but was make it? that statement. Absolutely not. No, most. This, no, most this isn't about way. making. This is about making that statement. <laughs> because no, no, because no, no, don't no, forget no, that no, the, Premier league, the Premier League also. The Premier League also. They are, they are saying that fine. They want to close the league before. Um, they the, want to close the transfer, the transfer window. window before teams be, um, because they don't want teams to like pick off their important players and then it's leave not them about that. It's, about, it's about getting the players in and preparing well yeah. for the season because it's not it throws no, it it's not just teams that. to the, no. Why would they vote? Then why would teams vote? Their teams trying to no, no, no. Their teams trying to protect their players. You don't try to protect their players. But the Premier League also signs from other teams. It's not like you're protecting your players. The thing is, if if you can make a proper bid for my player and get it wrapped up before the, the early deadline. That's fine. Listen. But don't do it so that... No, because listen, your Fisigetsin didn't go on tour. Yeah. Right? So the team so the team wasn't sure. The team isn't sure whether they are going to like prepare with him or without him. So that's how come some of these things help some of these journalists come to certain conclusions that, okay, because he didn't go on tour... That means what? Transfer. That means yeah. It, there's 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 the likelihood around, yeah. that he's going to make a move. Yeah. And you see, it throws. Look at look at uh, Southampton right now. If the transfer window was closed, they could they could tell uh, Virgil Van Dijk that hey, the window is what? It's, it's closed. closed. So, so what's he going to do? Be focus focus on your work. And I, I mean, that. there's a uh, the the international tournament's coming up. He would want to play well to get selected. So well, he wouldn't yeah. be silly enough to you know mm. like, call a strike call a strike or something like that. You see, they don't... It makes sense to close the transfer window before the season starts because how can you be three weeks in and then certain players come in? And most of the time, the teams that sign players get into the end of the transfer window. It's a trolley dash. It's a mad dash. That means you've missed out on like, you know, your first target, your second target, and you feel like, okay, fine. I didn't get the left back I wanted, but I need a left back. So let me just grab a left back from, you know, but here's a question from anywhere. Do you, do you, uh, like, do you feel like this move is it worth it? Is it pointless? Do you agree with 
No, I actually agree with the move because it, it messes it messes teams. You see, the thing about the Premier League is here's my, here's there's so much money and so much at stake. See, that's the thing about the Premier League that other leagues don't understand. There's too much money at stake in the Premier League. I mean, staying in the Premier League, just staying in the Premier League makes you more money than winning the Champions but this League. Is what it, and, that's, and this is not a typo. That's real. But this is where it gets real. crazy for me. If the priority is getting players into camp, trying to build that team dynamic, whatever... Why spend so much time doing overseas overseas tours? Because more teams are doing that nowadays. Even your lowly sites are going up to our far flung Asian countries. Yeah, but that doesn't. But but doing no, no, no. the overseas tour doesn't change much. The no. overseas tour is because you're trying to make money there. Yeah, you're, you're trying, trying to build to a fan money. base so if, there. If you really are passionate or if you really are intent about getting players in camp early, guess what? You could shorten that overseas tour. Get them in early. You have enough time with your players. No, it's, still, not, it's not about the tour. Even no, if no, it's it's still, it, it, no, I don't think. No, I don't your point is. Let me let me make let me make something about your point. Let me make something about your point. Keep the regular transfer window schedule. No, all no, no, I, I no. See, it's not about. It's, yeah, the tour isn't going to change much. They could they could no. They could be playing local friendlies in their backyard. It's about getting the players in early and planning your season. See, planning is important. You say getting them in early. Knowing no, what not, your not team the, is going the to team. be. Not, not the players you already have. Yes. The new players. The new signings. But you see, here's my thing. At that point, if you they are... Want to, they basically want to force people to sign players. But why should you be forced And prepare before no, the season begins. That's all fair. No, you're good. not being forced. Think about it. You are. No, no, no the, the think about force it. You the window, to do that. No, the window isn't forcing you to do that. But think about when the window... Think about when... if you move the season ends. Think about when the season ends. Think about when the season ends. Okay, so then you're saying the transfer window will be extended from the time the season ends. Because it doesn't start when the no, it doesn't start, Officially, but then you can start. start. You can do your due diligence. Yes, you can do your due diligence. So that's the point being made. Because, no, think about it this way. You want to know your squad. Listen, Gilfie Sigurdsson moving now, they've played two games without him. Yes. And he's moved. Yes. Do you get what I'm saying? Southampton are playing two games without, without Van Virgil Dijk. van Dijk. Yeah. At the end of the season, if he stays, and they lost those two games, and those two games cost them... What do you call it? Um, six um, points. Cost them six points and they get relegated. Yeah. They have, they have a very strong point. You understand? We want to know when the season starts. So if you want to move, let's do this quickly so that we can also, you understand? It's about planning your season. There's so much money at stake in the Premier League, way more than any other league. So planning is so, so important. So the clubs feel that, you know what? Let's just get it done with before the season starts. Nobody wants a player. Listen, even Pogba, Pogba had that problem because he didn't have a good preseason. I mean, you're a basketball fan. You understand? Listen, preseason is when you get proper practices. No, As the season starts, you are actually, uh, what do you call yeah, it? You're actually, uh, uh, training for your opposition. So you don't really get to bring no, in but you see, three weeks of, no, here's my three, four weeks of formation training is a very no, big but you deal. See, here's my thing. If the preseason component, that's such a big deal and so important to clubs, you could easily move that forward. Because, no, because and I cancel no, players' holidays. Then we'll make it work this schedule. Here's yeah, what it gets. And that, no, that's, why, it, that's why for me, I just feel here's like... Where it gets no, but, there, but, but you know, there are leagues, there are leagues think, where the transfer window closes early. But no, but those guys are still playing. Do, do they have the regular schedule? No, them but they're, 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 their transfer window... The no, uh, no we're talking about like, leagues. That's what we're talking about, right? We are talk, there are leagues where the transfer window league, closes early and there are leagues where the transfer window closes late. And, I mean, they have reasons for why they want that because... I mean, we're, we're looking for what's, what's best for all of us. No, but you see, in as much as you make the argument that players come in early, they learn the tactical changes, there's a new man in charge. All the whole that, thing is, 
but planning has, for the season. True, that's what plan, it's about. Planning. But then let's also talk about, or let's try to see the disadvantage of this move. Oh, there are disadvantages. So it means as a Premier League side, you can get all your planning done, but your players can still be get picked off, right? Oh. Can PSG come and buy, let's say, Lukaku when the... Pre- okay, other teams can buy from the league, yeah. but you can't sell. No, yeah, no, no, you can't buy. You no, can't buy. Thing, no buy. but the thing about the Premier League is they want to close it on both ends. On both ends for Premier League teams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, that, the, ad, so yes. the, the disruption that you're trying to avoid, No, but it's the, same, it's, no, it's the same for other leagues because like something like the Chinese League, right? I mean, there, there are times when a window, like the Premier League window was closed, but they could still sign players from what? The Premier League. So that is that will have to do with a Premier League club deciding that okay, this player can go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I think that was the same situation with Oscar. But doesn't then that become a problem for the top Premier League sides because suddenly, let's say the Neymar transfer happened, and then the new Premier League transfer rules are in place, it meant that the Premier League teams couldn't have made any impact in terms of bidding for Neymar yeah, or getting yeah. him yeah, in. But suddenly the rivals that they're going to be competing with on the European what UEFA. Champions League can suddenly strengthen and they are in a position of weakness. That's true. But as a top side, you should also feel that these things are important. As a top side, you shouldn't wait for a domino effect to move for your players. As a, no, as a top side, you should you should see yourself as the club that says, hey, I go for my number one target and I get him. You shouldn't be waiting for, you know, like these dominoes to fall because think about no, it. The see, Neymar transfer no, but, is but a that, disruption. No, you're using that's it. That's an ideal right there. Yeah, but, but you, the Neymar transfer is a disruption. A and nice. I said this, I said it or this, I said it the last time I was here. I said after the Neymar transfer, a lot of stuff is going to move because, I mean, Barca aren't trying to sell it. But this is this is like a loophole where if the what do you call it, if the player's release clause is paid, he can move. So it's been paid and now they have to replace him. And they have a lot of money. But you spoke so, about you spoke about planning. Things happen in the transfer window. Not all moves are like straightforward. And there'll be lots of success in the premier. When Sometimes you someone may not deadline, be last minute signing. Yeah. Yes, but you wouldn't sounds- you wouldn't want to have to well then why are most of them agreeing on that? Because the thing is, fine. Nobody wins the transfer window. People win it, people lose it, people get their number one targets, people don't. That's just what it is. We just want to make sure that you are able to prepare for the season on time with your new players. But to be honest, I'm quite surprised that, you know, a lot of... Pre- I, I guess the whole planning bit, I feel like it's that's major. It's all about planning. But, the whole thing is about planning. But then again, like, shouldn't they be worried that that closes them off to, you know, a lot of things? Like, the Premier League always wants to have the best players come into their league. If the transfer window is still open to other leagues and other teams, and there are big there are big clubs outside the Premier League, buying PSG and things. Yes, but... Yeah, so doesn't that, that, doesn't that limit their chances of signing some yes, of Yes, but understandably, players? I mean, if you look at the stats, most of the time, it's the very bad teams. It's not the very good teams who sign players on deadline day or the, the final week. The middling. You see, it just goes to show that, which means you haven't really got your number one target and you're just filling gaps in the team. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the only the only other time a team a top team did it, it feels spectacularly. That was Arsenal. Yeah, when they signed um, the left back, uh, the left back from Al- Turkey, Santos. Santos. Yeah, Alex. Uh, they, they signed Santos. Uh, they signed uh, after being beaten eight two by yeah. Manchester United. You see, yeah. it it just shows that I mean we can just sit here and speculate that he didn't get his number one targets because none of those three players stayed for a long time. He signed Arteta as well. 
You understand? None of those three players really stayed for a long time. So they were there to plug gaps. So the thing is, if you're a top team, no, if you're a top team, you're not going to say, oh, one week to the transfer window closes. Now I want Neymar. Come on, signing a player like Neymar. No, but takes, some deals take, go to the end though. Yeah, the no, bill no, transfer. The bill transfer the went end. all the way to the yeah. end, but it didn't start on August 1st. No, it you, didn't you're start not signing August, a player yeah. like Bill on August 1st. Yeah, you're actually contacting his agent and doing everything that you have to do months early. Exactly. PSG signing Neymar is, is two race. years in the making. Sure. It's two years in the if making. The, if a Premier League club, right, is in the race for Bill, right, yes. and then your transfer window ends in what July or whatever, then, then you know you have to do it quickly. Yeah, you have to then do it quickly. Then you know quickly, you have to do it quickly. The other, the other players, the other players. Yes, but you know you have to do it quickly. Because it's also going to serve you right that if you get Bill early, mm-hmm. you also get to uh, prepare your season with Bill to in put the team. Premier League clubs under more pressure then when it comes to big transfers. But they are voting for it. So what does that tell you? If if you put them under pressure, they'll I mean, vote against it. I, that's my that's my rationale. I get your rationale, but then again, the counter will be just because someone is voting for something that doesn't necessarily mean it's in their best interest. But why would you vote for something no, no. that's not in your best interest? I get, no, I are get, you under duress? No, you are, I, but you know, but you know, that's, I guess the start you made, the start you said, right? The about the smaller clubs. I mean, think being, about it. Yeah, if you, you think about the it, the final week. That's what happens. Vote, if, if you think about it, and this most is, clubs are voting for it. Then this, it looks like, yeah, there's some, you know. Here, this is my personal feeling. As a fan, in as much as I do complain about the whole transfer window period season, it has become an event in and of itself. Yes. The Premier yeah. League shortening that period suddenly just makes a certain... It shortens it. Yeah, for for, for, and for all people the people who yeah. watch the Premier League as their main, like... It's not about watching them. Like, I just enjoyed the but, play. I mean, let me, yeah, let yeah, me yeah, make, make the point. Bayern, like, Bayern, Bayern were done. Bayern were done. They were done with their, yeah, by, with their uh, transfer that's business. That no, but that, like but that, no, but that's but no. the point. Juve, Juve are done. Well, they just got a player in this. Yes, week, but, but I mean, come enough. on, Juve, Juve are done. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Manchester United aren't done. But those clubs, you I mean, mean, no, but you're talking about the top clubs. Yeah, but this see, is an aberration. The, no, the Neymar transfer is an aberration. No, so Moose. now they have to fill no, that but, gap. No, but Moose. they would have wished to have finished their business Moose. before the season starts. No, but Moose, what I'm saying is there are certain clubs. Yeah, buying, buying Italian clubs, Juve seems to just get, go for their target, actually keep it under wraps. The name pops up and they sign the player. That's how they move. That's how they roll. As a fan who enjoys the transfer speculation of the whole thing, it's entirely physical. You do understand how I'm like... No, I get what you're saying. Ah, As a, a fan, barber. you wanted the to Premier keep, go, you yeah, wanted to keep yeah, going. Yeah, but but the clubs us. you support... Yeah, yeah. clubs you support say, no, <laughs> let's us. finish this. You understand? So that I can keep my I'm players. Legit- so that I can let my players go. You see, it's... it's I mean, they've, they've weighed the pros and the cons. I do want them to pass. It's just curious to see just how much planning is actually going to happen. What's so, going to happen is like the, the mad trolley dash is going to happen much a week, earlier. A week, exactly. exactly. That's, all that's, going that's to what's insane for me. So if the mad trolley dash is still going but to freaking still, happen, man, just no, let but it happen still, when it's happening. Let everybody be in the mad no, but, but by then, but the difference is that by then you haven't played a game. You've, yeah. Because right now you're going to you play three or four game, games yeah. before the window closes. Come oh, on. Man. Those who are playing Champions League qualifiers are going to play five or six. Yeah. And then now you're bringing, so you see, you're honestly two, not, two, two Champions League no, qualifies. I'm saying two Champions League qualifiers and your league games, yeah, your league games. games. So you're playing yeah. five, five yeah. or six games. Yeah. You get me? Before the window closes, I mean, come on. I mean, they have big enough squads. I don't know why we are here feeling. Yeah, yeah, but you have players. a big enough squad. <laughs> you have a big enough squad, but I mean, think about it. Look at, uh, look at Swansea. They look, they look toothless in front of goal because their main goal target is what? It's injured yeah. and they are second highest goal scorer. Actually, was 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 the question of speculation? Like he was he was he was under transfer speculation, and he was he was on the move. 
in as and, ma- and and he hadn't made the move, so they didn't really. Is it? Did you get me? Is it possible? This is, a, this is just a random question. Quite still, is it entirely possible that in as much as teams are trying to protect their players in a come to camp early, we have time to prep? They're also shooting themselves in the foot in the sense that they don't have enough time if there is a last minute signing. Let's say you mentioned Swansea. Let's say Everton did pick up Siggy a week earlier. Yeah. It now leaves Everton with no time because Siggy has agreed the move. And that's it. Let's say Southampton are trying to keep a hold of Van Dyke. If Van Dyke leaves at the deadline, if no. they keep this window, they kind of have one but, week to make a match dash. But let me put it this way. Someone. Let me put it this way. Under this new system, they no, won't have that extra is, week. Yeah, it comes back to what you were saying. But what's the same thing? No, let me let me tell you. Yeah, it's still going to happen. But a week earlier. No, let me tell you what it does. What it does is pushes the reason. There's a reason why Southampton say Van Dyke is not for sale, right? And then there'll be a reason when uh, Southampton will say Van Dyke is for sale for X million pounds. What, do you know why he's for sale for X million pounds? Because we feel as if what X minus Y, we're going to turn a profit and use this much to sign his replacement. And we've already what? Earmarked his replacement. You get me? So clubs can do that because the Premier League transfer window... Funny enough, I mean, you said that Premier League feels like it's the most important. Well, the Premier League are the most important players in the transfer transfer window, plain and simple, because they spend the most money. I mean, go to any other league, top three teams spend a certain amount, and then it drops off. In the Premier League, you have teams, you know, you have teams from 1 to 20, you understand, all spending 20 million pounds and above on players. I saw the stats. I mean, there are teams, there are teams in the bottom half of La Liga that don't have two nickels to rub together. The whole of um, La Liga, La Liga B, and they spent about Eight million pounds. And how much did the championship spend? Their teams in the middle like four million on one striker. Yeah, on one striker. That's a Sombalonga, right? Yeah. Oh, Braithwaite. Braithwaite. Oh, Braithwaite. Okay, yeah, but yeah. they know they, they actually also spent a yeah, lot of money on Braithwaite yeah. Sombalonga. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, yeah. so you see, but people talk about the Premier League spending. I think it's, it's got to a point where we just have to accept it for the reality it is. It really doesn't make much sense, but the money is there and the money keeps getting spent. And to be fair to Premier League side, they also do get getting fleets when they go out. I'm sure they're trying to spend less. But when you're a Premier League side, no, that's what I was saying. That it's still it, they, should they, I make a point on the Premier League clause because transfer window. because when they go out, right, like you are saying, people people are will now say that look, okay, your window is closing early. If you don't pay this amount, somebody can, else, yeah, yeah, I can still I have say, one more week yeah, to try hard. Still going to, yeah, you're, you're not. Let going me to tell get you something player, about so being fleet. Then you're you're forced to you're forced to pay even more. No, let me tell you something. Let's all hold our house and refuse to pay, and then they'll drop their prices. I'm talking about that. I mean. If you don't feel fleeced, you weren't fleeced. I mean, come on. If something is worth 10, right? And you're prepared to pay 30. If you get it for 30, you haven't been fleeced. Well, who Fine. Who, the who, guy says, who says they no, don't, they don't saying, want to pay 10? You said? Who says, if I want to pay 30, right? Uh-huh. And I have the opportunity to pay 10. Who says, I don't want to pay no, 10? No, but you, if you don't care, you don't care. If you get it for 30. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, I personally, no. I don't feel fleeced. But I would but still I like still to, want to, I want to pay, pay the cheaper yeah. price. I still want to pay Sometimes it's not. And to make a point about the transfer window, a lot of the times, this is very strange, but a lot of the times, actually, the amounts reported aren't the truth. Oh, I mean, this is, reported, this is, reported prices are just reported. 
it's, from it's just conversion issues it's to just, just speculation yeah. i kid you not because sometimes i mean you hear la liga they say a deal worth up to when you hear worth up to just throw it as nonsense i mean la liga what they're trying, to, what they are trying to say is they're factoring in your salary over yeah. the course of your contract so they just want a big figure to put in the newspaper to get people to go wow, wow. that's a lot of money that doesn't make any sense so why doesn't i mean give me the transfer fee the, that because might be the club isn't under any obligation to tell you how much they pay so most of the time even some of the transfer uh what do you call it fees that we believe for years and years and years actually aren't true but nobody really cares to bring because it's none of your business there are few clubs who are listed on the stock market so who, put, you, it, who put it out but when they put much. it out you know how they put it out they don't even put it out like they don't even separate it they just put it all together like you know player sales this is how much we spent on so you now have to do your but own I, I you know mathematic that, and break i would break imagine that down. i mean the clubs would care to some degree if your the price you actually paid for a player has been inflated so much wouldn't it give other people an impression about you that oh yeah you guys are rich so you can actually pay this amount of money for a player but i mean think about it this way um so many times you hear so many conflicting reports i mean there was uh, the Daily Mail was saying Pogba is making 200 and something thousand pounds a week, 290 or something. And then Football Leagues came out and it turns out he's making 165,000. Look at the huge disparity between his contract. And I would believe the Football Leagues account because think about it. If you're paying him that much at 23, his next contract... Where's the ceiling? <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah. Where is the ceiling? And it makes sense. I mean, when he left my United for Juve, he went to take a really like a really small contract it wasn't really a big contract he 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 was on at juve because he was signed as a youth player and they gave him the chance so you can't say he was on maybe a hundred thousand he can be right so you think about it and sometimes they inflate some of these things and you just you just have to accept that some of the amounts go because why would tottenham pay 40 million pounds for a center back from the area division <laughs> But I looked at it and it said a deal worth up, up to. to. Yeah. Do you know what they done? They probably added all the bonuses included. The the <laughs> Neymar, uh, what do you call it? the Coutinho, the Coutinho transfer. They're okay. saying about seventy five million is guaranteed, and the rest are all uh, what do you call it add-ons. add-ons. And so many of those add-ons are things that he probably will not fulfill. Yeah. So that's uh, that's probably why. Uh, Liverpool don't want the money. If you said maybe a hundred million upfront, they would probably take it. But if you are saying seventy million plus, he has to win the Ballon d'Or and all these things, and they're like, "Fuck out of here!" No, Coutinho's not gonna win <laughs> nah. the Ballon d'Or, you know. So, but I do. So, think- so someone's gonna sit behind and say Liverpool are stupid for turning down a hundred million when it's actually not a hundred million. Yeah. But I mean, to answer Donald's question, I do think. Clouds don't care because the people they deal with directly agents and what yeah they know the truth they know the truth they yeah they know the truth yeah I'm sure agents speak like oh Charlie I just sold my player okay. I won't give you the exact amount but there'll be an approximation mm. so I'm guessing that's why and also you can't respond to every single rumor at that mm. point you just it becomes a back and forth even player salaries even player salaries even player salaries a lot of time what we are told is just speculation and we just run with it mm. so quick vote I mean Moose you seem to you say you are for it right oh I, I see I mean if I, I mean I understand why they would want it I mean and if they are gonna if, if they are all voting for it to pass it means they have good reason to vote for it so, to as, pass, a, so. As, a, as a casual final observer you, you you want the vote to pass i want the vote to pass uh, i don't want know. the vote to pass. no i don't i don't i don't want the vote to pass okay i think I i'm think, on the side with yeah. donald as well I, yeah. I i enjoyed the mayhem and the chaos in the current system uh causes during the transfer window uh to one to our next uh other main topic for for this episode so we've been talking about transfers and we're going to try link that to Recent changes in terms of the couple of the first couple of games we've seen in the Premier League so far. 
uh, there does seem to be a tactical shift when it comes to specifically playing three at the back and players who now offer or who have the skills you know so when our wing bags are suddenly priority yeah. defenders who can play with ball to feet or playing the back three are suddenly you know prize commodities as are keepers who can play that sweeper role what do you think about all this so far that's, is the Premier League going to revert back? Is it just like a trend that's just going to fall? Swansea, Swansea used that formation today, actually. Not the three in the back yeah, as well. The three in the back. So it's actually becoming a thing. Like it's becoming I think something that. Seems the, well, I was going to say the only top side, but I guess if, if you count Liverpool as well, United seems to be stuck with the four at the back for sure. Yeah. But Jose is going to he's going to switch it up sometimes. Yeah, but it's not... Pre- okay, it's only a game of they two. Tried it, they tried it during pre-season. pre-season. Yeah, they tried it during pre-season. No, but you see, the thing about tactical shift is... I mean, most most leagues are copycat leagues. That's how things work. The NBA is a copycat league. The NFL is a copycat league. Like, if someone's doing something that works, there's so much pressure on you to get it right quickly that... You just... You know, come on. You just... You get what I'm saying. But personnel also matters. Because not really Palace tried that and seemed to have a bad... No, but I see the thing about Palace too is they have a manager who's tried that before and had success with it. I mean, he's 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 a Dutch manager. He so plays a Dutch. So now it's it's up. To, he understands the formation, but do you have the players who can play yeah. the formation in the Premier League against the opposition you're going to be facing in the Premier League? Because against opposition League matters. Side, yeah. Yeah, the thing is. And you see, most of these are counters. They are counters. It's it's all like small ball. Everybody plays a big man. So if you play small ball lineup and you play a stretch five, you're going like they're going to have trouble defending you as far as basketball goes. So if everybody is playing a variation of the four four two, if you play a good you understand three five two you have the and you overload, man, you have the extra man, man in midfield. midfield. Yeah. You can do certain things and you can actually keep the ball and then move the ball forward a certain way and then take advantage of all the other teams. So what happens is if everybody now starts playing three four three and gets good at it, that's what's important. Playing three playing three at the back doesn't mean you're going to be good at it. A lot uh-huh. of teams are going to get it wrong. But they might have the right rationale because it gives you overloads in certain in areas field, that are yeah. going to help you win the game. So you're doing it because you feel it's going to give you a certain advantage. Then, if everybody now starts playing three at the back, someone's going to come and say, okay, fine, this is the formation that's the best counter for that. And then everybody else is going to be like, hmm, you know, let's just try that just in case we have to face it or just in case everybody else goes there and we have to find a counter. That's how tactics evolve. You know, that's how tactics evolve. That's just how they work. So... I mean, the three at the back thing is, it's interesting. It's interesting that teams are choosing to play because no, it really, it really does help. It does help. And it also, it also has a lot to do with the types of players who are coming out. The, the, what do you call it? The skills they have and how they play and their tendencies. So if you look at certain players that you feel that these players would work well in this formation, then, you know, and I mean, the thing about smaller clubs too as well is they don't have the money to sign so many new players. So you come in. You look at the squad, you look at what you're supposed to do, and then you understand, you, you just you just bring out the tactics and the formation that will help you get there. Yeah. But uh, I'd imagine I'd imagine that um, this shift, or if like a lot of teams start to use this formation, there are probably going to be a lot of unhappy wingers in teams because now people are, people want to play their wingers, but they'll probably also want to play this formation. And they'll, 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 they'll be forced to play some try some of these wingers as wingbacks. I mean, they may, not, they may not be natural wing back, wing backs. I mean, but if you do look at the Premier League in terms of like the winger position, it seems it's interesting, right? Because you had the gigs, you have fully fledged wingers whose only yeah. job really was to 
go fast as and as, then cross the ball. Yeah, and then cross. And yeah. then we decided that you know what we could do with more goals coming from that side out there. So you know what we need to develop your other foot, cut inside, shoot and score. Players like Robin have done that to great effect. Now <laughs> the emphasis seems to be how to counter such players, and the only way you can compete with a player like Robin is to have a player who is equally as fast and good defensively. A wing back f- takes all those boxes because last season. The few times Mourinho tried to use that formation, he, he had players like Mkhitaryan and Marshall playing either on the right, as right wing backs or le- left wing backs, and we didn't see the best of them. But I think that's where players like Valencia would shine. So if you are, is it fair to call him? Yeah, a, so that's what I'm saying. That you're not there's just a field. few of those wingers who would be able to adapt. No, but I do think for most wingers, no, but I understand. I, know, I, f- I understand what Donald is saying because. You see, the wing-back role in modern football, as it is being spoken about, is fucking hard. It's hard. There yeah. are very few. You see, the sad thing is, it's based on an archetypal player who can play that position that there are very few of right now. But so in terms it, of the players coming in, in terms of, but in terms of the players coming in, I like to imagine that between full-backs and white players coming in, a decent club should be able to churn over a respectable amount of players who could fit that wing back profile. Yes, but then the 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 current wing back profile is very very hard. That's how come City is spending fifty million pounds on a fullback because now when you're a wing back and you're the only guys on the lateral sides of the pitch, you are now actually patrolling the whole, whole sideline. Side, yeah. As opposed to having someone else in front of you, because what's going to happen is the forward in front of you is going to go inside to give you space to come outside. So you're going all the way up and down. That's how come guys like, you know, the modern fullback has changed. You have guys like Bellerin, you have guys like, um, uh, um, uh, what do you Walker, call it? Uh, Oxlade, Oxlade Chamberlain. Chamberlain. You have guys yeah. like Walker because now you need the fitness and the pace to be able to go and come all the time. But so now slower fullbacks are going to get thrown yeah, out. So yeah, it's yeah. only really bad or poor teams. Who are going to play the slower fullbacks? Who are going to play the Zabaletas, the cliches, you understand? Defensive fullbacks. Maybe with those guys, it was with age that kind of made them redundant. No, no but the, I mean, think about it. In the 2000s, who was Man United's left? John O'Shea was playing left back for Man no. United as a defensive left back. No, I do agree. Mean? But I'm just saying with the, with the, the last two cliches and Zabaleta, I feel like if they were younger, I feel like these guys could transition into a yeah, good Yeah, I mean, Zabaleta back. was very Yes, good, but me... yeah, so now, fullback position, because Marcus Alonso is not a wingback. Mm-hmm. But that was the best. So, Certain players have also benefited Victor from Moses. that because Victor, Victor Moses, Moses also, well. I mean, he's a, he's a forward yeah. and he yeah. was, he was so close to being out the out, league. Yeah, they couldn't find a place yeah. for him. But because he's so athletic he also and made, he has great fitness yeah. and he, he has a very strong dominant foot. Uh, Oxley as well. Yeah. Another yeah, I, I player like that he was, positive. Wenger was struggling to yeah. find a position. Uh, yeah. Find for a him. position for him. Exactly. Now you have, although he doesn't like playing that though. They should oh, play okay. well yeah. there as well. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how would I know? I mean, so long as you're playing, you're getting paid. What's your problem? So, yeah. I mean, I get the thing about three at the back too is it's crazy, but there isn't one way of playing three at the back. There are actually very different ways of playing three at the back. And it also has its weaknesses. I mean, every formation has its weaknesses based on your personnel. Because then now, what's going to happen is you have very defensive, like three at the back, where you have the central defender the central central defender actually bringing the ball up so like a libero you know pushing up with the ball that sort of thing plus you have another one where the the center backs on the side of the middle guy they actually shift to where 
the position is. So let's, that's, you say you have someone like Aspliqueta. Fine. He's a left-sided center back, but he's left-footed. What happens is when there's an attack coming this way, the defense shifts so that he's now in sort of a left-back position when his wing-back has gone forward. So now it's, his, his wing-back is there. Is it? No, no, but he, 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 he's, he's a great, Aspliqueta is a great, great in a, in a three-back because he's a great stopper. He's actually a very brilliant stopper and he has that tactical awareness to understand which part of the pitch you're playing at. But there's also something that goes through that, hey, that sort of formation actually makes it hard for centre-backs who haven't played that because now you have to divide the pitch into where you have to defend. And when there's three of you, there can be lots of confusion yeah. with regards to that sort of thing. And plus, this sort of formation actually does concede a lot from crosses into the box because who who marks who, who takes who, who stops the ball? It's It's... It's a clever formation because somebody came and used it and it worked. And there's so much pressure on the managers that they're like, hey, let's, let's also try because if it's worked for them, we also have, we have a big squad. We have the personnel. We can try it out. For me, I mean, look at Arsenal. Look at Arsenal when they played it against uh, Leicester. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not a formation that you just try during the season. Like it's something that you definitely have to prepare for. Like you really have to prepare. I mean, and that's where most once teams, again, preseason comes. Well, most teams play. have debuted it to some, to various degrees. Yeah. Some have stuck with the Arsenal. You mentioned United also did play a couple of games, but then they seem to revert back to the back four. I mean, most was talking about personnel. In as much as you're looking at the fullback as well, you also have to focus on the midfield and also the forward players that you do have. Because in the Premier League, it definitely seems like that's where much of the action does happen. The bigger players you have, the stronger players. And it seems like Jose trying to counter the decide to go with what a big physical team, probably just bulldoze through everyone and also maybe stop all those crosses coming through. What do we think? I mean... Is Jose try? Is Jose's no? But also the the great does thing that, about the the great thing about the uh, three at the back is it actually allows you to also overload the box because let's say if you play three four three, right now your striker isn't as isolated as he would be in maybe a four five one, because the other two forwards beside him come inside and then create an overload in the box and then the wing backs also come in so now you have five players attacking, but that also goes to show how much. Like how much work the wing backs have yeah. to do because now in an attacking phase you're important in a defensive yeah, phase you're actually exposed. pretty important. You have to show off. Let's yeah. say you play a three-five-two, right now you also get to play two forwards who are actually really close together. So you you can play you know your big strong forward and then your small fast forward. I mean think about Man United could go into that type of formation if they want to play Lukaku and maybe someone like Rashford or Lukaku and maybe someone like Martial. So now they are both central and one is able to lay off for the other. Plus, you still have what enough defensive, yeah. you know, enough of a defensive shield in midfield and in defense. So, it's about it's about being able to free your midfield and your forwards. So, I mean, think about it. The teams four five one just led to very few goals being scored because you had isolated strikers and they were the only ones getting maybe a huge chunk of the goals and then maybe a few of the, like the lateral forwards chipping in with a few and then the season is over but now if you have this well so the prediction is more goals for the league this season but i mean it's already started hasn't it but that's just horrible defending man you see that's the thing <laughs> no, no, no. when it happens in la liga no, you call no, it you call no, it great no, attacking no. football but when it happens in the premier league it's horrible no, defending I mean, it's both i mean it's a small sample <laughs> size but the teams are considered the most goals they weren't necessarily playing three at the back apart from palace I don't arsenal were playing three at the back well arsenal is a, is a is quite poor 
Well, Arsenal is poor defensively. No, I will not take that. Arsenal is poor defensively. Okay, I mean, no, yeah. but but also last season, Middlesbrough played with that formation a few yeah. times, and they still considered goals, and they actually didn't score that many as well. So. You I know, mean, you do need definitely a right. the personal, no, personal thing comes personal, again. Personal, yeah, personal, personal comes personal in. Comes yeah. in. No, but, no, but let me put it this way. I mean, in a 20 man league where three get relegated, no matter how well everybody plays, three are going to go. <laughs> no, I mean, three teams are going to get relegated. Yeah. So you can't, you, you, you can't, you know, you can't really blame them for that. And plus, lots of teams were bad. I mean, think about it. After, I think after like 10th, everybody else was on 40 points. I mean, after 40, th- from set, even United getting the position they did. I mean, it was 69 and then 61, I think, and then the rest were 50s and then 40s, like 40s. So the difference between being 11th and being relegated is Premier, like I mean, seven points. The Premier League also gets weird. Certain teams just switch off when they realize that mathematically they kind of can't be relegated. I mean, Stoke jumps to mind, West Brom jumps to mind. Once they achieve, thing, well, yeah, I mean that that probably accounts for why there's such a. Are you going to call it that? I mean, I are think, you going to say? Are you going to say that's what that's what it is? I think it does. It factors, and you notice teams try less, teams chase balls less, teams are like, ah, we stay in the Premier League. Why? 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 No, but 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 no, but from what you're saying, I mean, if you only have 49 points, and the team and one team that got relegated had was it like 39 or 40 40 points or something? I mean, come on, you can't say if maybe you had 50, you could say fine, you'd go to the beach, but. You're still, I mean, getting to the end of the season, if it's that close, you, you still have to play hard. Yeah, but that's when teams are playing their boring draws, man. They're just trying to get one point or get... No, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tally that when you get to everybody feels like, okay. Psychologically, yeah, see, yeah, psychologically you made it, so now you can give away so games. Now, so you're saying teams they don't, like, they don't, don't go in with 100%. You don't give away, you don't give away games, but Let's you survive the rest of the games. Like the know, first 10 few. weeks of the Premier League. But what's to say if you win, it's even a bonus. If you win, it's a bonus. What's to say even if they played their best, they would win? You're assuming but that yeah, you're, yeah, assuming, no, you're assuming that they lost make because it, they, they make went. Make it challenging. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> it is challenging. Come on. Yeah. I don't. I don't believe that one bit. Okay. I don't believe that one bit at all. I think it's a thing, though. I, I, I think I, it's I, a I, thing. I, 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 no, no, no. It's not thing. like I think. No, it's like teams. You can clearly see that teams. It's not the same. When once and the manager should that, be fired. Once they achieve that level, but the manager of, should be fired. They do get fired after you know, like, or halfway you know, through the season. Course, Charlie, and, do, and the Premier League too. Like it's a big deal to survive in the Premier League. You understand? So tons of, money of course, yeah. So that's play. so once they achieve that, like they they do feel that Charlie. Like this is a major boost. You know, we've done it. Like the main objective for the season, staying in the so season. So you're saying Premier League. So you're saying so, Premier League footballers have zero. Mo- okay, but see, that's also another thing about motivation in the league. Mm-hmm. That's why the Europa League is so important because. Back then, it was just the four teams that make the Premier League and then the three teams that get relegated and everybody in the middle, a few, like, they just, you know, find their positions midway through the season and then there's nothing to play for. But now, with the Europa League, fine, there's another two or three teams that have stuff to play for. If there were other tournaments, you know, other things involved, that's how come, like, a playoff system and conferences work so well for American leagues because... Right down to the last game of the season, there's something to play for. And sometimes what makes there it... Actually, there's so many different things to play for. Division champions, all that. No, but even in England, I mean, it's unofficial, but you know, you want to be the best Midlands club. You want to be the best Northwest club. You have yeah. your derbies. You have... Yeah. So there's still little pockets of motivation for you to win your games. Sometimes what makes it worse is if you're in a cup, if you've actually progressed in the cup, like... 
the small teams who have achieved that, that, that point and true. that yeah now we are safe and then they happen to find themselves in the semi-final of the FA Cup or something then you know that Charlie the Premier League is even, like even your favourite club did that <laughs> and yeah I mean yeah I, I, I know <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean so yeah you know they focus on that and then the Premier League suffers I mean, Leicester, think, I mean think about no look for at a long time people Tottenham, thought that was Tottenham, what Leicester were doing Tottenham have done so well but they've won nothing to show for it not, if they had one cup their fans would be like hey at least we won this during yeah. our golden years yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean winning winning things matter it matters come on so All it makes right. sense so let's let's attempt to wrap this up nicely um the main conversation we're having in this next bit was about the tactical change in the Premier League. Moose, um, you, you definitely seem a bit more enthused in terms of what the goal scoring potential their tactic is going to bring in the league. The question I'm going to ask is a simple yes or no, a short statement. Do we think this is going to last? Is it going to be a situation where halfway through the season, teams are just going to be like, you know what? We're going back to a back four, load up the midfield, one big guy up front, basically <laughs> a Pulis or whatever variation. No, I, th- I think this is here to stay. I no, but you see, we're looking at it wrong because, I mean, an attacking f- formation with three at the back and a defensive formation with three at the back look very different. I mean, if you watch the Swansea game... No, I get that. I get that. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the general tactical shift in the Premier League is this one that we see taking the hold because when people think Premier League, what jumps to mind is the f- classic 4-4-2. No, but for a long time, lots of teams were playing uh, 4-3-3 and 4-5-1. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a 4-2-3-1, that yeah. transition exactly. is 4-3-3. So, so, so do we see, all I'm, all I'm just asking is, do we see the three at the back, whether whatever variation in midfield, yeah, whether like four said, or five, I think it's do we see this becoming something that's synonymous with the Premier League side? I, I wouldn't say... But like Premier synonymous with the Pre- Premier, Premier League, League sites haven't been synonymous with yeah, formations since maybe the early 2000s. I would disagree. I feel like the period where the United, Chelsea... Did well in the Champions League. Yeah, they switched to more continental formations. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's what I'm saying. And, so, and, around that time, you can't say the Premier League has its, you know, definitive... No, I'm not saying definitive. I mean, you said synonymous, meaning that even though it was a continental side or continental formation, like they were still, still part of it. Because you could argue... Of teams using you could formation. argue very well that the three at the back is a continental formation, given the number of teams, at least... In Italy, it's quite it. common. Italy, is quite common. So... Just asking, is the Premier League going to be synonymous with not is it going to be exclusive to Premier League? Another point another point to make as well is that the Premier League has full of is full of continental managers. So you also have to accept that it has a lot to do with the manager and the formation he is good at, or the formation he prefers to play. His preference for that formation, because, I mean, you look down the Premier League and it's full of continental managers. There are very few British managers left in the Premier League right now. So it would make sense that they would play formations that, you know, they know from their playing days or from their coaching days. So you're going to go with, it's going to be a mixed match of formations. It's going to be a mixed match so long as it's a mismatch of nationalities on the man- at the manager's table. Okay. Uh, I definitely do think that Premier League tends to pick up fads. Uh, Chelsea winning definitely is going to, like you mentioned earlier on, it's going to be the easy route for most players. Most clubs or most managers as in this is the formation that the champions won this is a formation that the top sides are playing and this is how we're going to try and fit our players in so I wouldn't be surprised come the end of the season when we have a bunch more teams playing with what a three-man centre-back formation and having wing-backs trying to you know 
be the best it can be out wide. Anything else from anyone before we bring the show to an end? Sounds like a no. From us over here at ATW, uh, it's been great. Thanks for listening in. Uh, we back for the next five stretch. If you want to find us, Twitter handle is GCRATW on Facebook, Instagram, the Gold Coast Report. Like, subscribe. Yeah. Leave a comment. Like Musa is saying, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a comment on whatever podcast manager you're on. So for the iOS guys, that's Apple Podcasts. If you're on Android, you have Google Play. Look us up there. Uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Acas. Basically, just search after the whistle in your search box. It's a yellow background with green text and subscribe and let us know. After the whistle, dominate the conversation. Dominate the conversation. Neymar, Busquets. Se va al ataque de nuevo el futuro campeón de liga. Messi dejando el balón para Neymar. Atención, ahí fuera de juego. Balón para Luis Suárez. Gol. Va a golpear Cristiano. Se espatarra el bicho. Va a golpear con la derecha. Chuta Cristiano. Costa turns out the finals. Hazard! Won the title for Leicester City tonight! Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown!